Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wonderful Crap. This is Meg, and it's episode 20. You know, we have a pretty awesome guest on today. Her name is Christine. Christine, how are you? And introduce yourself. Let everybody know what's kind of going on. Hi, everybody. My name's Christine. Um, I am a cleaning business owner for the last close to 15 years. I've been friends with Meg forever. (laughs) I don't even remember how long. Um, Long time. She's from, her hometown is my hometown. I just happen to still live here. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) But we still stay in contact all the time because I'm a night owl and she has a bunch of banshees in her house that keep her up all night. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Although I, I do have to say said banshees or ankle biters or crib midgets, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> they um they actually sleep pretty well through the night. So now that I do the podcast and all that good stuff, I actually stay up for myself. I only yeah, get I like four and a half hours of sleep, but <laughs> they they, they don't it. interrupt they don't interrupt our girl talk at night very often. <laughs> No, they they don't. They don't. They do pretty well. Although Silas, every now and again, he'll like run out, but he literally just curls up to my side and falls right back asleep. So it's all yeah, good. I mean, my my baby's about to be seventeen years old, but I feel like that's something that like I never got past either. Is middle of the night was my only time for myself, and I just kind of mm-hmm. got into that habit, and I'm still like that. I'm I'm still a night owl now. <laughs> yeah, I need to like not be like this though because I'm so tired and I'm gonna be stupid tired by the time May comes around so it's gonna suck it's gonna suck but so the topic for today's episode is of course you guessed it the coronavirus everybody's been talking about it it's all anybody talks about nowadays I was about to say it's a topic for everything today. <laughs> right, right. But it's like, who's got it? Who doesn't? It's like in style now, you know? You just, it's, you talk about it. So, it went viral, uh, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> terrible joke and terrible tease. But <laughs> <That's it. laughs> You're so funny. Oh my God. Uh, Dad joke. (laughs) Oh, that's okay. It's cool. It's cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. We're good. All right. So, um, so get into, and I wanted to have you on this podcast just because, um, you know, you do clean as a profession. Because I'm a neurotic germaphobe. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that, but you just have like, alternative ways of thinking about stuff and, um, you know, reasons to panic or reasons not to panic and situations like that. So, you know, what, what are your thoughts on the coronavirus and the craziness behind it? Like, are you personally or immediately affected by the quote unquote pandemic? Um, We're, we're in a weird situation. My son was actually supposed to have um, heart surgery coming up this Thursday. I've talked to you a little bit about it. Um, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not like absolutely critical, like dire. He's sitting in a hospital bed, heart surgery and think like that he's going about living his normal, blissfully unaware 17 year old life. Um, but he was supposed to have heart <laughs> surgery nice. this Thursday. So he does have a heart condition. Um, it's not something he's, he's actually asymptomatic, which is fortunate for us in that he doesn't 
really show a lot of signs. He does occasionally faint, um, but for the most part, he's asymptomatic, but he does have an underlying heart condition. Um, my boyfriend who lives with us for the most part, uh, his father had a pretty nasty heart attack about a month ago, um, along with a couple of other people. My, my grandmother is 94 years old and I try to see her as much as I can. Um, right. Obviously we're at the age now where all of our parents are in that age range, especially, um, my son's grandfather, his dad's father does a lot to help us. Um, and he has his own underlying health issues. And so Mm -hmm. in that way, it kind of affects us that I'm worried about not necessarily myself getting it, um, but possibly passing it along to other people. So I'm, I'm trying to be very, right. Just being like a carrier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not so worried about myself getting it, but I am worried about passing it along to other people. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. So, um, what, precautions are you taking to not be a you know pack meal per se a germ pack meal Uh, yeah uh, definitely (laughs) like it's something that's kind of frustrating me watching the way this is Mm -hmm. playing out um obviously social media is the extreme of everything uh what you see isn't necessarily how people are um but I feel like there are extremes that you're seeing on social media. There's other people who are panicking and freaking out over it. Um, and then there's the people who are just living their best lives <laughs> saying that they're not going to let it affect them. And there's, there has to be a healthy medium there. So that's kind of what we're trying to Absolutely. run. We, we were very fortunate in that um, we do a very big shopping trip every few months just because I hate shopping. Um, so it just right. so happened that that, that was, three weeks ago, I guess it was now. So we actually got all of our TP paper towels, um, a huge supply of chicken and stuff like that from Costco before we even knew any of this was actually happening. It was just what we normally stock up on every three months or so. Um, so we've been fortunate mm-hmm. that we don't have to be one of these people that's running off to the grocery store because we don't have anything. Um, I have placed a couple um, curbside pickup orders for a few random things that I could actually get a hold of. But for the most part, we're just keeping our distance. We canceled our plans to go out for St. Patrick's Day partying this weekend. Um, really haven't been out in public at all, other than there was a quick Wawa trip, which anybody who's listening isn't in a Wawa region. It's a cult following <laughs> convenience store. It is very and, much so. And like, I love it. a way of life in Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, but right. I really limited like that. If you're driving around, if you're driving around during the day and you don't have a Wawa cup somewhere in your vehicle from that day, you need to get your ass to Wawa, go get yourself some coffee and move on. Yeah. I mean, for, for perspective, like if you look at my bank statement, it's usually at least three to five charges from Wawa per day. <laughs> And I'd, say, day. <laughs> and I'd say over this weekend, there's probably been two the entire weekend, if that. Um, and most of them haven't even been going in the store. I think I've been only been in the store once this weekend. Uh, but we, we've just right. been doing social distancing um, as best we can. When we do come inside, we wash our hands, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my son also wasn't with us this weekend. So we weren't as as vigilant as soon as we walk in the house as we probably will be for the next week while he's here full time. He was happened to be, mm-hmm. this was his weekend with his dad. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, I know down here in Georgia, they're doing, I, I think there's maybe like two counties that aren't following this whole like two week hiatus number. But I mean, we've got businesses, some businesses closing down. It's like rare to see any businesses closing down. 
and then um, schools are out. I've seen them from anywhere from two weeks, so that puts them at what March 30th. They're back in school to April 12th, and it's like it just kind of makes me wonder, like what you know, if your son is out of school for two weeks, what is Pennsylvania doing to make up those two weeks? So, so they're not going into the summer yeah. like that. So we're doing the same thing up here. It actually started with a college. So Westchester happens to be a college town. Um, we, mm-hmm. we have Westchester mm-hmm. university. Um, um, and I know, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. I heard from a friend who is both an employee at um, Westchester university and a student. Um, he sent me mm-hmm. a screenshot saying that basically the university was closed down for the rest of the semester. All classes would now be online learning. I've since heard, I, from what I understand, Pennsylvania has not followed suit with this yet, but I heard that Ohio has actually said like school's done for the year. Um, no one's coming back on campus, what? which that actually, I mean, it kind of makes sense to me too, though, because think of the size of a college campus. How can you disinfect that in two weeks adequately? And then once you do, God forbid, someone comes on campus that is infected oh, all over okay. again. I thought you were talking about, I thought you were talking about like every school was no. closed for till the end of the year. Just colleges. That makes sense. Um, as okay, of right now, schools are closed for two weeks. Um, they told us mm-hmm. basically standby. Um, and it was pretty rapid. Like I remember I have my son's email on my own phone. So I actually got both the emails to the parents and the emails to the students. Um, and I saw mm-hmm. that they had emailed the students saying, make sure you bring everything home. We don't know what's happening. They also emailed the parents at the same time saying, we don't know what's happening. And I, I'd say, with, I think it was within the same school day, it went from, we don't know what's going to happen to, okay, we're shutting down for two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. The next day that students are scheduled to be back in classes, March 30th. And that, that is possible to be updated still, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily, the, they're not definitely coming back March 30th. That's just the next possible that they're coming back. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm ac- I actually have the email from the superintendent pulled up right now. Um, it says, as you know, we're in a mandatory two week shutdown of schools. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of questions. Um, and it's an ongoing thing that give us information as they have information. Uh, we got lucky that we didn't have it for once. Pennsylvania happened to not have any snow days this year, which is also unheard of. Right. Um, so we actually had it built into the school year. So we were actually supposed to get out early this year. Instead of June 12th, they were supposed to get out June 8th. Now they've used some of those snow days. Um, so I guess tomorrow and Tuesday, they're giving the staff, it says, to work um, to continue to develop online learning resources. Because they do have a pretty good online learning platform mm-hmm. for our school district. Um, but it, it's set up to, as a, I guess, an accompaniment to. Right. Not so much as strict classroom online not, lesson. It's just like a, to compliment. Yeah. And I believe the platform that they use. Yeah. And I believe the platform that they use has the capability to do so. It's just that they don't usually use that. That's not something that they typically do. So they're basically giving tomorrow and Tuesday, March, or I guess by the time this airs today and Tuesday, March 16th, March 17th, um, teachers to try and adjust, I guess, and get things in place to do so. Mm -hmm. Um, They are saying that, um, especially for high school is a little bit different, but for most of the kids, they're not expecting this to be um, a supplement for the classroom learning. Um, A lot of things aren't going to be counted towards grades. Um, 
it says that teachers will be providing some online learning during these days. This will vary by grade level and by teacher. We ask for your patience. These are uncharted waters and we're doing, we are all doing the best that we can. Um, Which really makes me hope so that it's basically they're kind of playing it by yeah. Ear. I, I really hope that parents are taking that into effect that this is not something very common, you know, is the shutting down two for two weeks and the entire country. I mean, if you really think about it, it's like the entire country doing this, um, shutting down for two weeks because and of it, an illness. It's not like a regional thing where it's and we'll be closed for a couple of days for snow. So we'll be in school for a couple of days longer. Like in North Carolina, when they had hurricane Florence, like my friend's kids were out of school for a month and a half. And I mean, they, while hurricanes are something that they, you know, experience not quite often, but nothing of that magnitude often, um, you know, they, they had to basically do the same thing. It was crazy. Yeah, and I, I know I don't know how it is down there, but for Pennsylvania, the uh, Pennsylvania Department of Education has a requirement of at least 180 days of school for students, um, and there's been a waiver put in place because mm -hmm. of this. Um, but it says right in this email they're waiting for a clear interpretation because it's kind of vague. Mm -hmm. um, it says we will not ask our students to make up days they don't have to, but it's we're still unclear as to whether what what the rules are right. is that I mean neighbor. it's the whole state um, you know right and it also just it, it's unfortunate like I feel in the grand scheme of things is it important compared to other people's health no but I also do feel bad for these kids who are in the last day I mean my son's a junior this mm -hmm. year so um he was not scheduled to take his SATs this weekend because of the heart surgery coming up, but there were SATs scheduled for March 14th. They were canceled. Um, he is, he was just selected as a part for the one X play, which it's like mm -hmm. the big thing that um, our high school, our local high school does as one of their um, theatrical productions. That's essentially going to be canceled at this mm -hmm. point, I think. So it's something he was really looking forward to and it's, it's canceled. Um, his junior prom is supposed to be April 4th. And even if they do go back March 30th, we we as parents were supposed to be doing the setup and the decorating and all of that starting this week for it. So I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do for a prom five days after they come back right. <laughs> um, when we're not allowed in the building to do so. So I would assume that the prom's not going to be April 4th. Ah, that's so um, but at the same time, he's also just a junior. I feel for these seniors that I don't know if they're going to get their senior prom. I don't know how this is. As of right now, they're saying it's not going to impact graduation. I find that hard to believe. I that find it that very hard to believe. On yeah. I think it's more that we don't know what the impact will be. Will Will they be able to go back in two weeks? I, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and even at that, in that sense, at this point in the year, two weeks is a lot of time. Um, For school. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it's tough because I worry about kids' grades, especially like my son as a junior. Uh, these are the grades that colleges are going to look at. Um, it's just it's very like like the email says it's uncharted territory. This is uncharted waters. So yeah, we don't, we and don't really know what we're doing. Everybody's <laughs> kind of dabbling in that. Like we don't know what to do. Like I'm wondering when this is all over because I got my own opinions on this whole situation. But when this is all over, how is it going to affect it? Like are um 
our college is going to take into consideration like, oh, you were graduating or you were supposed to take the SATs, like you were a junior or senior in high school when this whole pandemic went on, we're going to cut you a little bit of slack because we're going to take into account that you were just legally not allowed in the school for a certain amount of time or, you know, they couldn't schedule anything at such and such time or whatever. Like, I'm wondering if places like that are going to take that into consideration. Do you think they would? I don't know. And I would hope so because it's not, it's not like this is just Pennsylvania applying. Like this is the entire country is dealing with this Mm -hmm. situation. Granted, there are certain regions that are being more affected than others. Like I talked to a friend down in Florida who's actually, he actually has a high ranking administrative position in a children's hospital in Florida. And he, even he said, he's like, oh, people aren't really panicking that bad down here. And I said, well, they sure as hell are up mm-hmm. here. And he was like, yeah, well, I've heard that they well, are. I live. So like, it's affecting the whole country, but it's not affecting every region of the country the same, but I would hope that they would take this into consideration. The fact that this is something that a lot of students across the country have been dealing with this at this point. Right. And I live, um, I live, um, I wouldn't say super close to Atlanta, but I live, pretty close to the Atlanta airport. I used to live really close to the Atlanta airport and that's one of the most traveled airports in the world. Um, so it's, it's a little nerve wracking that of what goes like in and out of that airport could be a host for it, you know, and, and it wouldn't affect yeah, it. Not- Nobody would know. Nobody would know who like patient zero is in Atlanta kind of situation. Yeah. And I mean, you, you're obviously from here, you know, it's very similar up here where I'm not far from mm-hmm. Philadelphia airport, which is another major international mm-hmm. airport where they're, they're telling where people are coming in and leaving out from and what people are bringing in and how fast it can spread. Right. Um, and like, as far as going back to like the kids thing, like, I think it's also different for every student. Like I mean, my, my son takes almost all AP classes. So for him to not be in school, if he was taking honors level classes or basic level classes or whatever, like some of those things are more easily taught through an online mm-hmm. environment. Like some of these classes that he's taking, like he has to be in school. It's not stuff. It's not stuff that they can really even grade on. I'm actually really curious to see how they end up grading him for right. the end of the year, because some of the things that he does that he gets grades in, for example, he's in the gifted program. So they have this thing called the colloquium. And it's very hands-on, very hands-on. It's all about presentations and working with your other classmates and oh. that kind of stuff. I, I have no idea how they would even begin to grade that, doing oh. it through web-based learning. Um, do you think it would be I like an upload a video kind of situation and then kind of do like a class discussion over it? I don't know. See, I'm my kid may be going to preschool or pre-K this year because we work on a lottery, so I have to register him, and then he gets picked out of the hat, basically, as to whether he goes to pre-K or not in the public schools, because our public schools have pre-K there. Like, they don't have to go to a separate school, so it's a lottery for... You mean you, mean you don't have to spend $1,500 a month to send your kids to preschool down there? No. Well, for pre-K, no. I'm dead serious. That's glorious. Because no. in, in Georgia... In Georgia, your child does not legally need to be in school until the age of six, or at least registered for some kind of schooling, like homeschool and all that stuff, until the age of six. So they could start in first grade. I don't know what the laws are here. Yeah, like, obviously, it's been a long time since 
I was at that. I don't know what the laws are as far as when they're legally required to be en enrolled in school, but I know damn well, unless you get really lucky and you know somebody, you're, you're paying a buttload of money for preschool up here. <laughs> yeah, and like my kid, I mean, he's he's doing pre-K, like we're, we skipped preschool, you know, but he's going to be doing, hopefully be doing pre-K, and they're actually doing that over live, like Facebook Live, because of the whole pandemic going on. Yeah, and I, I saw something written in one of the, in a mom's group I'm in, I saw someone post when the, it first came out that school was being canceled. And one of the other parents said something about, well, what about if they're in like a public speaking class or something like that? And I commented on it because I actually, and granted, it ha like I said, it has been a long time since I've been there, mm -hmm. but I actually took a public speaking class in high school, obviously in a classroom format. And then when I was in college, I was doing the world campus through Penn state and I had to take some elective and I chose public speaking because I figured it'd be a cake class because I did well in it in high school and I had already taken something similar. I have no problem with public speaking. Right. And I figured through the web, through the web like how could that possibly be a difficult class? It is a whole different ball game. And I feel like it's something that is, and it developed into this discuss into a somewhat of a discussion in this mom's group about how, that is how a lot of businesses run now. And it is important for kids to learn how to interact almost entirely through the internet because that's how some businesses are run now. Um, and it's becoming yeah. even more popular, but it's more the fact like, is it important? Yeah. I think it's great that the kids will be learning this, but it's the um, lack of warning and just being thrown into it. And the fact that mm -hmm. it's under the conditions that it is like, we aren't prepared for this. Mm -mm. Um, so it's unfortunate. I think it's a good learning experience. It's just unfortunate for the kids that are in high school that, and in college that are, yeah. that are having to learn on the fly, basically. Right, right. It's so it's just so crazy. Like I have a I have a friend. Um, well, actually, it's my dad's best friend. Their daughter is at Temple this year. Of course, her freshman year. Poor thing. She's like super bummed that she's coming home early for an unknown amount of time and. You know, she mm -hmm. she's an art girl. You obviously can't do paintings over the internet. You know, I could understand something like digital photography or like advertising, like online advertising and marketing and all that kind of stuff. But she, I mean, she does beautiful paintings. Like <laughs> you can't do that online. Oh, I. I totally understand because at one point I was, um, I've like flip flop majors a few times while I was in college and they've all, they've all basically been focused around the internet and business. Mm -hmm. Uh, but at one point, one of them, at one point, one of the majors I was dabbling in was graphic design and it was, I've always, not always, but I started my business halfway through my second semester of college and I've been online since then because I can't do classroom based learning along with running my business and raising a child. So I've been, I've right. been online learning for most of my college career. Um, so at the time I was doing graphic design, I was a web-based learner, which makes sense for graphic design, except that there are certain classical art classes that you're required to take no matter what, if you're a graphic mm -hmm. designer. I had, I had a certain class where like I got the required materials and it was like, <laughs> um, charcoal pencils and like ink and like paintbrushes and I'm like what in the hell am I gonna, like what am I gonna do with this and I literally did take that that was the one of the hardest classes 
I have ever taken. And I'm an artistic person. That was mm -hmm. one of the hardest college classes I've ever had to take was having to do like a true art class through the internet because it's impossible. Like it's something that it's just, there's something lost in translation when you do it through the web, even if it's through, oh, yeah. um, even if it's through a live lecture with a, a professor that's somewhere and like all the students, there's still just something lost with the professor not being able to come around and like hold your wrist a different way or right whatever. But like, right. yeah, like there's stuff like that. where like, yeah, I think it's an important learning experience, but and all these hands-on learners, like, you know, like I'm a hands-on learner kind of person. Like I have to watch somebody do something and then I have to do it myself kind of situation. I would not be able to learn completely online like that when it comes to something like that. Now I do have something in the works that is completely online, but it's not something like I'll get good at it once I'm thrown into the game kind of situation. You know, once I get yeah. the job that I want to do in that situation, because it's something that you have to learn on the job. We, in the military, we used to call them like OJITs. It's on the job training kind of people, like all the EOD guys, they would get all these little baby sergeants coming in and they're called OJITs and they just did everything. <laughs> like, Hey, go get us coffee. And they're like, okay. <laughs> get right. And I find that like stuff like that, I, I think, I think a lot of people are to a certain extent, hands-on learners, some, some more than others. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I was, I, I, at my core, I feel like I am, but I've been doing web-based learning for so long that I've learned to adapt, but I do know that I pick up things better when I'm in person. It's just, it's just not an option for me in most cases. Yeah. But I also find that like the classes that are something that I am passionate about I have a lot less of an issue picking it up like most people the only way you can pick up information like that is if you absolutely have it's either necessity or passion and the reality is that like right. most of these classes these high school kids are taking like they don't give a shit about them <laughs> like nope. nope and they also they don't, don't realize the gravity of taking them so it's also not a necessity in their mind um right so like that, that's where I run into the thing like online learning has become a much more popular thing for high school kids in general, the whole charter schools and the collegium schools and all that kind of thing. Uh -huh. But th that's, that's more because for some students, that's just better. Like for the average student, like that's, this is going to be tough. Like this is going to be an adjustment for most of these kids. Most definitely. Especially since uh, like their, their generation's a lot different. Cause you got to think when we were in school, like even when I was in school, I graduated in 2010 and we didn't have laptops issued to us by the school. No, we had those carts with the fucking laptops on it. And we had the computer labs, you know, like we didn't have that technology right at our fingertips constantly. Well, and now, now I'm feeling old because <laughs> like I graduated in 2003. Not only did we not have that, we didn't even have the carts with the labs. We literally right. had computer labs with these big ass <laughs> computer monitors right. in the different the different candy color Macs. <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> I was actually just talking to my husband about that the other day. Oh my god! The, the computer labs with the Macs, like you had one row of pink, one row of orange, one row of green, one row of blue, and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get a pink computer because I love pink. Right. And like now, like I get it, I get any, I get emails from my son throughout the day because I have this, this is what it's come to is that's where I started. And now 
degree I'm working on is software engineering, which ironically is what my son actually wants to major in. And that's what he's good at. So we're both, we're both like coding people. We're both computer people. It's what we, both what we like, what we're, what we're adept at. But I get emails from my son throughout the day because I've installed an app onto his phone so that he can't use his phone during the day because I realized that he was using it for Snapchat for a couple of hours. And that's why his grades were suffering. Um, So I get get emails from him throughout the day because he can't text. And one of them on, I was either Thursday or Friday morning, he emails me about 8 a.m. because mom, I need you to pay the insurance fee. Um. For the or the technology insurance fee, which we never pay it because I'm just like whatever, it's it's fine. Um, but he goes, Mom, I need to pay the insurance or the technology insurance fee. And I said, Why? And he said, Because my my laptop needs to be be repaired. I said, Why does it need to be repaired? It didn't need to be repaired an hour ago when you left the house. Um, oh no! <laughs> it's like I don't even know if he even have his has his actual laptop back, which. Like the fact that they have these things is great. It's so helpful for them in school and it helps them learn all this stuff. But at the same time, they have the same issues the rest of us have with technology. Like his his laptop's at IT right now being repaired. I'm not sure that he has his. So now he's home quarantined for two weeks. If he doesn't have his actual laptop, it doesn't have any of his documents on it. Like, how's he going to do school? Like... (laughs) because none of, his stuff, none of his stuff's on it like it's not even it's not even like a dog ate my homework or a, oh I left it at home or oh I left it at school it's literally like uh it's on my laptop and my laptop's at IT which is quarantined like what kind of ex- like that's a brand new excuse my but, laptop y'all the coronavirus was so bad that my laptop was quarantined for two weeks like I can't do my homework because my laptop is quarantined like <laughs> and I hope he doesn't listen to this because that's probably going to be his excuse to not do homework if he has access access to him. <laughs> Ooh, I wonder if he does. Have you ever asked him if he listens to the podcast? I don't know. I don't. I haven't asked him before. I, I know that he knows that these podcasts exist um, because they've obviously taken over our lives the last couple of months. Right. But, um, but I don't. I don't know that. I don't think he actually listens to them. Um, I think he's too wrapped up in like the YouTube. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think so, wow, we definitely... are an old person thing for him right now. So I guess, I guess we're not, we're not panicking too hard. <laughs> we definitely went <laughs> no. off topic yeah, so hard. We're definitely not <laughs> panicking over here. Um, um, well, but okay, you know what? I don't, I don't think good. that panicking helps anything. Like uh, the one thing that I was saying to, a group of friends earlier is I do wish this was handled better. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, it is like, like we said this, yes, this is uncharted territory. This isn't something we're used to handling, but historically any major event that impacts businesses and especially businesses where um, hourly wage, hour, hourly paid workers lose their jobs. Um, there is, there's an economic meltdown every time uh and there is mm-hmm. entire jobs that it's somebody's it's somebody's job to predict these things and i'm not saying that they haven't i'm sure there's people who have been yelling about this for months saying we need to prepare for this like we need this is happening this is coming and mm-hmm. i'm sure they were shut down um in fact that's that's one of my other majors that i had for about all of five minutes at penn state which i loved the major but it was really frustrating for me to see 
how exact, not, not necessarily exact a science, but how well this is studied, but how much it's ignored when something like this happens until oh, yeah. the point that it can't be, nothing can be done about it. And the best that anyone can do is be like, I told you so. Um, right. So I'm sure that there are people who have been yelling that there was something to do about this for months. Um, but the way I see it is, okay, so we're all supposed to socially distance ourselves. Um, we're all supposed to stay quarantined for two weeks as best we can, not be around other people as best we can. Businesses have to shut down, which I, this is all coming as a shock to a lot of people, but that's just, that's how this works. Like that's the, the coronavirus itself is new uncharted territory, but the way this system works, it's, it's not, it's, this is just how these things happen. Um, they have to shut down businesses for diseases like this. So obviously hourly workers are going to be losing their wages and they're a huge contributor to our national economy. So there's going to be a, an economic meltdown when those people aren't able to pay their bills or shop or whatever. So I do feel like this could have been handled way better in the sense that all these people who are losing their hourly positions, there could have been something put into place where all of these grocery stores, but that's, that's the other thing is when people panic, the first thing they do is run to the grocery store. Look at any, like, that's what I mean by like, is this new uncharted territory? Absolutely. Is panic one? Absolutely not. Look how people react when there's a snowstorm coming. The first thing people do is they rush to the grocery store. They rush to the liquor store. They buy up all they can right. as if the world is in. And this is no different than that. They could have predicted. Wait, our could. grocery stores are not closing. Right. Like, well, ours aren't either. No, grocery stores aren't closing. Grocery stores and gas stores nope. or gas stations will not close. But this was. Yeah. So, I mean, even then, even with them not closing, at least one customer a day. Yeah, that's good or whatever. But, you know, the whole social distancing thing, people shouldn't just just because they're not closing doesn't mean that you need to go there. Well, exactly. And my thing was with knowing that certain businesses would have to shut down and therefore, obviously, people would be losing their jobs, losing their hourly wages. There was a point where it could have been put into place that the, 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 to me, the obvious, the obvious solution to all of this, if you look at it, obviously with 2020 hindsight mm-hmm. vision was to have made the grocery stores delivery only for a month, wave delivery fees, funnel the people who are losing their mm-hmm. hourly wages because businesses are shutting down into positions of grocery delivery, grocery stocking, like organizing. All but see, stuff. with the grocery <laughs> delivery, while I, while I agree with that, I can't even get pizza delivered to my house. No grocery store is going to deliver to my house. So if I was an 80-year-old woman, I wouldn't be able to get my stuff. Right. And that, that's what, I mean, there's going to be issues based on the geographic area of where it is. But mm-hmm. I mean, in area, mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm in a much more highly, pop, you and I have talked about this already. I'm in a much more highly populated area than you are. The way that I see like oh, people yeah. rushing to these stores, like that's exactly where people are going to contract this if they do, is these people are yeah. hoarding or jam-packing yeah. themselves like sardines into these grocery stores to try and grab all these foods that like they don't even they don't even need people are hoarding toilet paper like I've I do not understand the toilet paper thing but whatever but people are hoarding mm-hmm. everything that they can get the intelligent solution would have been to before all of this started been like all right listen as soon as we announce this we're also announcing that grocery stores are delivery only place your orders if you don't have the access to the internet, you can call in. There's people in place to do that because all of these people who are losing yeah. their hourly wages are now in place with jobs where they can do this. Um, they're jobs that don't necessarily right. require a lot of training. They could be 
something like that, where like, if you're just like, okay, you're going to lose your job as a front desk person at a gym, come to the grocery store, you're going to sit down at the front desk of the grocery store, and you're going to answer the phone when Mildred is calling from the retirement community saying this is what her grocery order is. And you're going to write it down. And then, why, and like, why out of all the names <laughs> you had to pick Mildred? But, but seriously, there are ways to have mitigated both the job crisis, the fact that there's all these people in one place, the fact that people are like, you can also at that point be like, no, I'm sorry, you can't have six packs of 24 rolls of toilet paper. We're limiting that. to right. <laughs> like, like there's a whole bunch of things that could have been mitigated or eliminated if this was better planned. It's just that it was kind of like, <laughs> here you go. Like, it was just like right. throwing gasoline onto a fire. Like, I, I don't know. Like, this is just so poorly handled, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So what are, um, in, in all of this panic and everything, because we only have about 20 minutes before Anchor's like, hey, no, you're done recording. Um, so... <laughs> What are some of like the most common places that people need to be cleaned, whether it be at their house or in offices or anything like that? What do you see most commonly that is something you touch upon when you go out and do all these houses or do offices for people or businesses? So I'm not going to waste time sitting here and telling people to wash your hands and keep your distance. That's something like if you don't, if you haven't heard it yet, uh, nothing I say is going to make any difference to anybody. Mm -hmm. But if Mm -hmm. you're actually listening and you're wondering what to wash, you want to lash. It's always obviously important to keep your house clean. But if you only have X amount of time because you have a bunch of children running around or whatever, it's high touch areas. It's light switches, doorknobs, faucets, toilets, uh, even stuff that you don't necessarily like the, the flusher on the toilets. Um, yeah, count, obviously countertops, that kind of thing. But people don't think of those kind of things like the, the light switches, the doorknobs and the faucets, I feel and the toilet flushers are the places that people don't realize. And the other thing is you, when you clean them, the Clorox wipes are great, but <laughs> for wiping down quickly what you have to, but in order to truly mm-hmm. disinfect, the surfaces have to be wet for depending on the product, two to 10 minutes. Um, the EPA has a whole list. It's called list N of products that are known to um, kill the virus. Kill virus is similar to the coronavirus. Unfortunately, this virus is so new. Mm-hmm. There's not enough data to say what will for mm-hmm. sure kill the coronavirus, but they do have data on what kills similar viruses. Um, if you didn't have a chance to get out, honestly, simple bleach, it's five tablespoons or a third of a cup or a quarter of a cup, whatever five tablespoons is, to a gallon of water right. or four teaspoons to a quart, diluted, spray it on there, let it sit for about 10 minutes, and then you can wipe it off. Um, but that's the important thing is it actually has to stay on there for a certain amount of time. Those Clorox wipes, they dry out right. before that 10-minute period. So they're... They dry out when you open the can. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> like, people... That was one of the first things that everyone said was hoarded, and it just, it, it makes me kind of shake my head because I'm like, uh, they're not... They're not that great. Like your best bet is honestly buy a gallon of bleach for two bucks. Like, and you can get that, you can get that shit anywhere. You can get that at a dollar store. You can get it at a grocery store. You can get it, get bleach anywhere. Most of us already have it. Yeah. Um, but there, I will say, like I said to you pre- earlier before we started recording, just don't mix bleach with anything, like literally anything. Do not mix bleach with anything and ventilate the area that you're using yeah. it in. It is a very caustic, um, substance even as a cleaning company owner i have a love-hate relationship with bleach um, i don't typically use uh-huh. it i i'm a big proponent uh-huh. of using white vinegar um 
but in my house it's bleach this week um right wash your hands wash the high touch surfaces um I'm especially washing my hands after I come in for being, even if I don't feel like I touched anything, you do, you do, you don't mm-hmm. realize what you're touching and also keep your hands away from your face and your nose. People would be shocked how often they subconsciously touch their face and their hands. And that's the thing is this disease is right. And Silas, Silas, my oldest has never been like a mouse kid. Like they, yeah, when he was really little, he would put stuff in his mouth, but once he was like done with that face, he was done. My youngest, on the other hand, always has his hands in his mouth. I'm like, dude, get your hand out of your mouth. And he's like, nah, no, <laughs> how about no? So and like, he's a little handsy, mouthy figurine. Yeah. And like, that's the kind of thing where you want to be especially careful. Like make sure like if they're like that, don't let them bring their toys out. Like that, I understand like everybody needs to. Like you have to do what you have to do. Sometimes you need to bring your kids out, whatever. If you need to bring your kids out, well, then in that case, don't bring their toys that they're going to put in their face out in public. Oh, no, I don't even, I really don't even let my kids bring toys in the car just because they always get left there. And then we get inside and I'm all settled and I'm like, finally sitting down and they're like, um, I want my airplane toy from the car. I'm like, no, (laughs) it's gone now we're done we're done with the airplane toy go find a different one <laughs> and like it's just it's sanitizing what you can I mean you can only do what you can do and like I said for the for the majority of us this disease is it's it's a flu for most of us the, con- the concern is spreading it to people who can't fight it um like the elderly mm-hmm. the immunocompromised people with underlying health conditions um but still, regardless, you still don't want your kids or yourself getting the flu. That sucks either way, too. Um, so all of the same right. precautions you do during flu season. Sanitize your phones, sanitize the kids' iPads, sanitize your iPads. Um, yeah. Television remotes are another thing that are highly touched that people don't realize. Um, mm-hmm. Utensils, like be careful about, um, like in our household, my son's off of school, owning a cleaning company. I probably won't be working for the next two weeks because most people won't want me in their house or won't want anyone in their houses. Um, but my boyfriend does right. have to go to work still. So we have to be careful about, I'm not going to be eating off of his fork if he's eating something that he likes. Um, as I told you before, there's like the- Right. Co- Stop being cute for the next two weeks. It's <laughs> like- You nasty thing. Like we put like all of our toothbrushes, which I think that's normal for most people. Everyone throws like all the family toothbrushes are mm-hmm. sitting in like one container or thing mm-hmm. to hold them all together. Maybe just for the next two weeks, like set them all apart, put them in plastic bags. Yeah. Like you said, you can boil toothbrushes at the very least, like just put them in different yeah. locations so that they're not necessarily yeah. like, you just want to limit how much anything that has anybody else's respiratory droplets <laughs> on it <laughs> from coming into right. contact. Right. With All these technical terms, respiratory droplets. So fancy. Yeah. Like I, so like, um, uh, what, it, what's a good alternative besides like bleach, like really harsh chemicals, what's a good alternative to help disinfect those really common hard surfaces? You know, like I said, I'm usually a hard, firm believer in the white vinegar and Dawn thing. The problem is, again, this is a brand new virus. Uh, we're not sure what fights it. That whole um, endless from the EPA mm-hmm. lists what is known to fight similar viruses. Um, this is the coronavirus does have a lipid barrier. So if you, which means that something like washing your hands with Dawn is actually just as good as, or better than uh, a lot of hand washes. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so if you mm-hmm. can wash anything with Dawn, even like that's if you break down the lip of berry, you're, you're able to wash it away. Disinfecting is great. Um, anything with an iso- 70% or higher isopropyl alcohol um, content or alcohol, mm-hmm. con- not, not necessarily isopropyl, but anything with a 70% or higher alcohol content will kill the germs. Um, I will, I will preface mm-hmm. all of that by saying, like you and I talked about before, that the vodka in your cabinet is not going to do that. <laughs> Most liquor does not have a high enough. I've heard it all over the internet too. Most liquor does not have a high enough alcohol content to kill germs. Um, <laughs> it, it may wash away your internal viral sorrows, but it does not uh, take away the coronavirus. I think I heard that Everclear might have it, but I've heard of all these liquor stores getting cleared out because people are buying it to disinfect. But like, honey, Tito's ain't doing it. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so like, if if you don't have hand sanitizer, I mean, obviously soap better. But if you have to resort to hand sanitizer, you don't even have hand sanitizer. Um, mm-hmm aloe vera gel mixed with isopropyl alcohol is that's literally what hand sanitizer is it's alcohol and aloe vera gel so that's pretty easy and you can google that there's a million recipes for it online um but i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure google's gonna be closed for two weeks so there's another panic (laughs) let's just start that little trend google's gonna be closed for the next two weeks or the unforeseen future (laughs) So if anybody's listening to this, make that go viral. And your Boom. liquor cabinet going to sanitize um, your home. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. So so say you do go out to the store or say you do come home from a, a place where they're like, yeah, I still want you to come and clean. What is a good routine coming home from work? Like r- really quick, like what's a good routine that you have? Um, there aren't many places that I'd be willing to still go clean. Uh, but if I did, I guess I would be coming home, obviously wash my hands. I, I wouldn't go anywhere near my family before going straight to, I would mm-hmm. be just going straight to my bathroom, stripping down, showering thoroughly, and then throwing my clothes down into the laundry and making sure the laundry got done quickly. And you launder on the warmest setting mm-hmm. possible. It's just like killing any other sickness that you're killing in your house. You launder the linens on the highest setting mm-hmm. possible. Um, washing non or washing soft fabrics and stuff is excessive unless somebody in your household is actually infected but it does it does mm-hmm. last like if you're sneezing into your sleeve of your sweatshirt I'd probably not wear your sweatshirt two days in a row like you normally do or like I normally do <laughs> right yeah definitely because like you said you know I could live on surfaces for up to nine days that's on a hard surface is nine days yeah. but a porous surface. I'm still not taking the chances. You know, yeah, I do, I do usually wear my sweatshirts a couple times, yeah, but no. I'm not doing it right now. They're they're getting washed after a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So what I do, like, because obviously I have to take my kids out. Like, there's no way that I'm going to leave them at home because they're a little, little too young for that. But, you know, when I go out and I come back, I make them strip down to just underwear or diaper and have them wash their hands really good with dawn and uh and then they go and play in the house they don't get to hang out like in the laundry room or the mud room at all and then of course I wash my hands and then I change my shoes from sneakers to my house shoes and that's a good practice no matter what that's in general a good practice just to keep germs outside of your house but one thing I would say is that when you bring especially little kids like that that touch everything um I would make sure that they get their hands washed as soon as possible upon 
entering the house and beyond that, just making sure that they don't touch mm-hmm. anything else until they're in the house. If you're lucky enough to have a situation where you can walk in the house and wash your hands, like in a mudroom kind of area, sanitize the high touch mm-hmm. areas after they wash their hands so that they're not then dragging that shit out oh, yeah. into the rest of the house too. Most um, definitely. So, you know, we got we got nine minutes left here. Um, let's go ahead and get to the conclusions. Uh, so what are your top three tips quickly about to, to basically do your part? Like we're going to start a hashtag. Okay. Let's start a hashtag. <laughs> hashtag do your part. Okay. Hashtag do your part. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, besides the obvious of like washing your hands, stay the hell inside when you can. I actually gave this more thought after you and I talked before this. Um, Mine would be reaching Mm -hmm. out to the people who are at the higher risk categories. If you know any older senior citizens, anybody who's immunocompromised, reach out to them. Do you need anything? Do you need stuff from the stores? Because one of the things that's really upsetting is you see these pictures of these senior citizens at the grocery stores with these empty shelves and they're not getting anything they need. And they're the ones who are the most at risk anyway. Like try to make it so they don't have to fucking go out. Mm-hmm. Like do your part, like help the people that you can help. Like if you're going to be at the grocery store anyway, hoarding packs of toilet paper, toss one over to the retirement community. Um, <laughs> right. Um, do your part. Like, like you and I said, when you're walking into a grocery store, wipe down, sanitize. If you have to be at a store, wipe down, sanitize the handles, the touch services of your cart when you get there for yourself, but also wipe them down when you mm-hmm. leave, because just because you're not worried about yourself getting it, who knows that the next person that walks in there doesn't have anything to do so. And they might be somebody who you're worried, who would be worried about getting it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just yes. stuff like that. Like, and then the other thing that concerns me is these hourly workers who are losing their jobs. So if you have extra laying around, donate to the food banks, um, buy gift cards from small businesses that are struggling to get through that kind of thing. Look, there's plenty of resources online. I'm sure for all the communities, I know there is for mine, people who need help and ways to help them. Um, This is tough. There are people who are really struggling through Mm -hmm. this. For some people, it's not just an annoying quarantine. It's they're really, they don't know how they're paying their bills this month. Um, Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's the people that it goes for. Jeez. Well, those are some good tips. Mine are just, you know, with the basic ones, wash your hands, wash your clothes, just general hygiene, yeah. you know, do as best as you can. Like I'm in a shifty situation right now. I was telling you earlier with our septic being all crazy and whacked out, but you know, you f- figure it the fuck out, just figure yeah. it out, <laughs> be clean, you know, and there, there's ways to do stuff there. It's not impossible to do stuff. If you can't do something immediately, Think to yourself, what can I do in the meantime, or where can I go to do that? Like, honestly, I live next to so many truck stops. Like, if it really came down to it, and I had no kids, and I had to shower, like, you know, I was out with the horses or cows or something, I slipped and fell in in cow shit. I would go down to the fucking local truck stop and go take a shower. You know? Like, if I couldn't do it at my house, there's a means of doing stuff. Okay. Um, so yeah, general hygiene, wash your clothes because it can be on those surfaces. Like you said, do, do like warmer water or hot water. Um, and then wash your hands, 
and we discussed it before. It takes about 20 seconds for a song chorus. So just sing a song chorus to yourself, like Jolene, you know, or by Dolly Parton. <laughs> but you know just sing a song to yourself and wash wash your hands you nasty nasty knitted (laughs) and the other thing i've i I was thinking is (laughs) one thing i keep seeing that i don't think i've i keep seeing it but i don't think i'm seeing it enough that people are seeing it is if you do think that you have it if you Mm -hmm. are showing symptoms don't go to your doctor's office don't go to the er call them (laughs) do not go in there because you're exposing all these other people with other diseases and other um health conditions call them them. (laughs) very good tip very good tip now what what if they call you and tell you nah bud like you can't come in and get the test and then you end up having it oh my god what do you do yeah i don't know I don't know. We got only got less than five minutes, but we can't even talk about that. Well, it's just like the flu. There's nothing you so, can do. You take um, OTC pain medications like ibuprofen, acetaminophen. You take Mucinex. Mm-hmm. You take Dayquil, Nyquil. Um, use a sore throat lozenge. It's it's similar to the flu in that sense that most of us were just have to get kind of kind of just have to suck it up and get over it. There's not there's no treatment for it. It's only mm-hmm. if you have a health condition that makes it worse that you actually have to go to the hospital for it. But for most of us, it'll just be at the point you quarantine yourself for 14 days and you get over it through OTC meds, yeah. have them on hand. That's another tip. Yeah, that's, that's a good one too. But those are even hard to find as well, which sucks. It does suck. That's another thing that like, it I sucks, can't judge dude. people for because that's, we happened to buy ours at Costco months ago and we still have them. <laughs> like, so mm-hmm. if, if we got hit with it, I mean, we have it, but Right. So um, you do have your cleaning business and you have other avenues as social media and all that stuff. Is there um, anything, you know, you want to plug in and get people to Well, the cleaning company about? is mslcleaning.com. Um, MSL stands for my sweet life because of the point of my life where I was when I started it. So it's MSL, my sweet life. Um, so mslcleaning.com. Um I would say people can just follow me on Facebook or Instagram under my actual name, Christine Hodson, H-O-D-G-S-O-N, because uh, I do have a lot of projects in the works, mm-hmm. um, some mama things, some parenting things, I'm so excited some cooking for that. things, some cleaning yeah. things. So they're, they're not quite they're not quite mm-hmm. launched yet, but if you follow me, you'll you'll be able to see it when I do. Yes, man, we got so many secret squirrel <laughs> projects like combined. Not, not specifically with each other, but just the fact that we both Wait, have some, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely like, it's really awesome. Yeah. Really, really awesome. And, you know, I hope everything goes well again. Um, if anybody wants to follow me on uh, Instagram or Facebook, it's at Wonderful Crap. There's no spaces, no fancy dashes, nothing like that. Just at Wonderful Crap um follow and then share this link for the podcast with your friends your friends friends and your friends friends mama and i hope everybody has a wonderful week and had a great you know podcast listen on their drive to work this morning because i actually have a couple of listeners that listen very religiously at 4 30 in the morning (laughs) so right right well they drive from like newton 
where we used to live up to Atlanta. So they have they have about a forty five minute drive ish. Oh Lord. So they definitely have time to listen. <laughs> but thank you, Christine. I appreciate you coming on. You're such a great friend and all that mushy stuff, but we can't be too mushy because you'll get the coronavirus <laughs> and all that stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> But I hope you have a great week, and I will talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. You're the best. All right. Love you. Bye.